Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, I don't know if anybody else is seeing this via their mediums of the social medias, but I've seen quite a few people being like, can't wait to go to Iceland in March. Because, of course, everyone's got to go to fucking Iceland and not the supermarket. And I just want to be like, in which world are you living in that you think you're going to get on a fucking plane and do some fucking tourism in eight weeks? Are you having a fucking luck? Is it just... Am I the only one that's living in the real fucking world here? Sorry to burst your bubble if you've just booked a holiday, but I hope you've got fucking insurance cover. And if you ain't, you're just a fucking stupid cunt and you should have known better. Episode 20. Tone after the tone after the tone Leave your message I'll have a clap this week. Thank you very much. Episode 20, a round number. I mean, I don't know if it's a round number. Oh, okay. This is it's round enough for me. Hello, welcome to After the Tone. 40 minutes of your life that I can't promise to be entertaining. Just thought I'd put that out there. And if you're new to the concept, hi. It's very simple. Listeners from around the world send the After the Tone burner phone a voice note and we all have a bit of a gossip about it. It's a bit like late night radio without right-wing knobheads. As ever, my name's Scotty, I am your host, and producer Deb is on the ones and twos. Now, I, as you know, dear listeners, am recording this from Manchester, where it always rains. So if you hear the pitter-patter of rain hitting on a roof, don't worry, we haven't turned into the Calm app. If anything, I think this podcast will make you more anxious, let alone less anxious. <laughs> Many a true word said in jest. I mean, honestly, you know those mental health apps? Just take a little moment to talk about that. You know the ones that are like, this is your reminder to drink water. (laughs) Call me sceptic, but I just wish I was able to respond back and go, what, do you think that's going to save me? (laughs) Do you think that's going to untangle years of fucking trauma? (laughs) I mean, none of us might have any jobs, food to eat. We might ever see our friends again, but don't worry. We'll all be fucking hydrated. (laughs) And we'll be calm. 
that's it until the water runs out. <laughs> and there's no electricity to charge your phone to be able to see what the app is telling you to do in your life. But, you know, who knows? Maybe it works for you. I mean, are you into the mindfulness apps? I think I approach them in the same way that I think I would look at people who are into tarot. You know what I mean. I sort of look at them and I think, well, hon, if it works for you, Gorgie. <laughs> but I just don't believe in it. I just don't believe that someone telling me every five minutes to have a glass of water is actually going to heal my depression. It, do you know what I mean? It is a little bit quack, Doctor. But, you know, that's just the sceptic in me. I think at the moment there is a lot of this, like, New Year, New Me shit going around. And, you know, capitalism is refining itself by not being like, oh, you're fat anymore. It's just saying things like, oh, you need to take vitamins and you need to put them up your bum because that's the best way to do them. And like people now all trying to flog your gym equipment that you can set up in your home office. As if people have got a fucking home... Well, it's marketed to a very certain elite group of people... And yoga with your cat. <sighs> Honestly, I was marketed yoga with your cat. I don't even have a cat. So, I was wondering if you do any of this or you go in for any of this thing that I think the children call self-care or what I like to call guilt. Are you hopeful that those things work? Are you also, like me, just wondering if self-care is just sat there watching series on Netflix that you've watched 20 times before. If you do any of these strange bits of self-care or if you buy into these things or if you want to convince me otherwise, you know what to do. You just pick up the phone, open up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420. Now, I am hoping this week uh, that we get some good news because I've been listening back to some of the past episodes and, oh my God, aren't you fucking lot so depressing? <laughs> Cheer the fuck up, for God's sake. We're all alive. Just, and for now. <laughs> you know, treat yourself to a bit of fucking joy once in a while, okay? So Debbie, producer Deb, full title, I want you to crank open the machine and I want a bit of happiness this week, love, okay? Debbie, all right? What a bit of happiness. And I tell you what, Deb, if there isn't, I'm going to come down there. Deb is downstairs. I mean, she's not, but it's for comic effect. I'm going to come down there. and I'll t- No, do you know what I'll do? I'll send round that caller that's got IBS and I'll get them to shit in your toilet for an hour. All right? So I want some fucking joy this week, Deb. Oh, Scotty, I hope you're doing all right. It's your favourite baby gay here. And just want to drop in and give a bit of an update, really. I am now living back with me mum and dad because of lockdown and I came out to them. I told them I was a big bad lesbian and it went so well. Oh my god, I am over the moon right now. And a bit of a sad update on the crocodile as well. He has gone missing. I have no idea how the hell he's gone missing but he has. I don't know if he's been nicked or if he's like exploded in the snow. I don't know how well the deal with cold weather, but he's a goner. And finally, to the lovely caller with the not so lovely letter from my neighbour, that is the best thing I have heard all week. Oh my God. I really want to make like a cross stitch and put it above my fireplace because, oh, I cannot get enough of it. <laughs> anyway, so much love to everybody. Hope everyone's doing all right in these unprecedented times. And see you later. Oh, 
Oh, it's too early to cry. This is exactly the good news that I was looking for. Look, see, you ask the universe and it comes. <laughs> Hello, baby gig. Well, congratulations. You can have a special congratulations. Insert that there, please, Debbie. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Oh, I'm so pleased. Yeah, it is that moment. It's always a bit of a moment, isn't it, when you have to, like, declare yourself in lots of different ways to those people that... um. Oh, your family? I was going to say, oh, supposedly your family. <laughs> Do I think this is? Surprise, surprise, and I'm still a black. Anyway, that's a niche reference for about three people. I am very pleased that it's gone well for you, lovely baby gay. And, oh, it just brings you joy, doesn't it? Because you could just hear the last time that you were speaking to us about that intrepidation. And, and so it's so lovely that you've got a gorgeous little family around you. Now, on the crocodile front, I know we spoke at length about the difference between a crocodile and and an alligator inflatable that's in your mum's front garden, I believe. Do you really want it? Is it that important? Because look, you come out as a big lesser now. Oh, I love that. I love the good old days of people being lesbians. It's very rare you meet a lesbian nowadays. And I don't mean that as a bad thing, but it's, it's very rare that you meet somebody who identifies as a dyke. And when I was younger... Oh, you'd meet quite a few dykes. I'm a very dyke-central person. I much prefer the company of a dyke. Honestly, I do. Isn't that right, Debbie? (laughs) Debbie can vouch for me. I love a lezer. More than I like a gay man, to be fair. Anyway, this isn't about me. (laughs) Although every week I seem to make it about me. (laughs) So, dear baby gay... Welcome to the family. Remember, reach out if you've got any questions because the world of lesbianism is full of technical terms. So um, if you've got any demystification you want, throw your question into the room and I'm sure me and the other Dykit Lezers knocking about will be able to answer your questions. Hiya, Scotty, love. How are you? Hiya, producer Debbie. Hiya, the carer. Hiya, Stephen from Montreal. Hello to Harry and Liam. Hiya, lovely Carl. Lovely Carl. Oh, lovely Carl. Hello, Jamie from Edinburgh. Thank God your knee's getting better. And thank Christ and all the many and varied gods that may or may not be there that Scotty's still got his job. Woohoo! Any road, I'm ringing in because I wanted to tell you all about a very peculiar kink that JRF has. And I'm going to tell you through the medium of song. And it goes like this. My mother said, always look under the bed. Before you blow the candle out, see if there's a man about. I always do. You can make a bet. But it's never been my luck to find a man there yet. Yes, I, at night time, love to check under my bed to see if there's a man there and to be completely disappointed because there never is. Such is life. Anyway, lots of love to you all. Love and light, God bless. And a big kiss from that JRF. Lovely, lovely, lovely regular JRF there. Now, I just want to address something because maybe I'm missing something here. But on the roll call, which is now about 30 minutes before, you know, she gets into actually talking, 
always says this list of names. Two of them I've never heard of. And I don't think I've ever called the show. Who are Harry and Liam? Are you Harry and Liam? If you are Harry and Liam, could you call up the show, please, rather than just being sat there? Because I don't know, it feels a bit like an Ofsted inspection. You know, like there's some silent judges that I'm unaware of. So if you're Harry and Liam, please do make yourself known. Thank you very much. When JRF was just about to go and, and say that, what their kink was, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to listen to this. It was like listening to your parents have it off. No, thank you. Hi, Scotty. It's Effie here, long-time listener. Thank you for another lovely episode last week and for making a really comfortable, respectful space for talking honestly and openly about kink and sex positivity. Um, Just to counterbalance all that, I thought I would tell you about the time that my beautiful grandma, God rest her soul, brought my brother a Posh and Beck's toiletry set for his birthday and on getting it home realised that said celebrity husband and wife were pictured in an embrace on the back of the packaging a clinch if you will so she rifled through some old magazines and found a photo of a formula one car and cut it out and pricked sticked it over the top just to make it a bit more of an appropriate gift for a bachelor in his early 20s well i'm actually <laughs> i'm actually with your nan on this one because i couldn't abide those two i mean the piss annoying aren't they They're just annoying rich people with hair. (laughs) So I think your nan did us all a service. I can understand it probably came from a space of prudishness, but from a space of aesthetic, I'm with your nan. I quite enjoyed that conversation about kink last week. I hope we get a little bit more sexy chat coming through. (laughs) We need it, don't we? Oh, God. I think we'll look back at this time, and I don't think we're going to say it was difficult not getting toilet roll. I think we're all going to be like, we didn't have it off for about a year. (laughs) So, Effie, you get an LLFF, long-time listener, first-time caller, badge, and uh, I hope you call in again. Hiya, Scotty and producer Deb. I'm the person that rang in talking about pigs and blankets. (laughs) I just wanted to send lots of love to the lovely human who was talking about that their cat had passed away. I'm really sorry about that. I was thinking there hasn't been much chat about pets. I wonder if many people have them. I know lots of people can't have them, especially if you're in rented accommodation. For me, my dog, she is so unconditionally loving and ridiculous. <laughs> And joyful and sleepy and lazy and snuggly and greedy. <laughs> I really feel like she's my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah, I just find that when things are really tough, reminding myself to treat myself like I treat her. So attending to my needs in the same way in very basic fashion, okay? So have you eaten? Have you had a chance to go to the loo? giving yourself rest if you try to do a bit of exercise she's just a really great reminder of that and yeah was interested to hear about 
other people's pets. Um, lots of love to everyone. Hope everyone's doing okay in the now third lockdown in England and in Scotland. Bye everyone. Oh, lovely. Hello, pigs in blankets. There you go. This is it. Because when you call up again, you get a nickname, don't you? So you're now pigs in blankets. Cat died. When you were saying that, I was like, have I missed a chapter? <laughs> was I presenting that episode? Did someone's cat die? Have I lost the plot? I think I would have remembered that because I would have, like, really gone in deep on it. <laughs> Someone's cat died. Anyway, I could keep repeating it and it's not going to come to me. I probably need to walk in the room and out of the room again and it'll come to me. But, yes, lovely question there for the room about people's pets. Would you like to respond to that after the Tone Crew? As you know, I've relocated about 250 miles up the road from where my family live. So now when I FaceTime, FaceTime, I said like like a nan, like there was two words. Now when I FaceTime in to my mum and, you know, like we just have a bit of a gossip or whatever and the dog can hear me, you can just see the dog wandering around being like, where the fuck is she? Where is she? <laughs> like, and my parents like to traumatise the dog and my mum would be like, go on, say something. And <laughs> I'd say something and the dog would be looking around. And I'm like, I don't think it's really fair. Or they like show, <laughs> show Cooper the iPad <laughs> as if Cooper's going to be like... There he is. <laughs> Very strange thing that we do with animals, isn't it? Another great thing that my parents do is if the dog's been out of the room for two minutes, my mum's like, where's the dog? Where is the dog? As if the dog is going to get up of its own accord and leave the house by using its dog hand to open the door. Very strange. But yeah, let's open that question out. Let's talk about pets. Sort of thinking there about producer Debbie's cat Paddy who is as spoiled as the day is long and as glorious as the day is long. You know, there are some pets that are so ugly that you just think you do not deserve love. And then you see Paddy and you think you should have everything in life. <laughs> you can see how they get their way around things. So call us in. Do you know, I love a dead pet story as well. Love nothing more than a dead pet story. So get on the blowers, babe. Hiya Scotty and producer Deb and everybody in the After the Time community. I was thinking about doing the work as a term and you were saying something about how lots of people have only just started doing the work because of the pandemic and I've been thinking about how I've been doing the work for a while and realising that, oh my god, in the pandemic it makes it even more exhausting because you're doing the work and then doing some extra work and then realising that other people have only just started, yeah, trying to do the work. I don't know why I keep saying do the work, but I can't find another way to say it right now. Anyway, so that brought me to think about self-care and the self-care industry and although I love a bubble bath, I love sitting down watching Bridgerton over and over again. But what I realised is that I just actually have to be nice to myself. So I was just wondering what everybody else does to be nice to themselves. All right. Love you all. Bye bye. Well, look at that. You know, I spoke at the top of the show about self-care and then look what happens. Lovely. Doing the work. Doing the work. 
Yeah. Now, one of the most difficult things that I think I've had to come to terms with over the past few years is that that labour is never done. It's always going to be there. And the other annoying thing through doing the work that I've realised is that the stuff that the work is related to never goes away. So it's like you have to sign up to the rest of your life to do a job that you don't particularly like, that you have a complicated relationship with because of the stuff that you want to forget. I mean, it is truly like picking a scab without any of the joy of eating it. I think my relationship with self-care, which I think we've spoken about a few times on here, but, you know, it's ever-evolving, is sometimes I do have to bully myself into being kind to myself. It's a very strange relationship that I have with that. I think I first acknowledged it when an ex and now good friend of mine, who ever thought I would say such a sentence, (laughs) told me that he thought I was really hard on myself, like, far too hard on myself because my mother would always say this as well and it was only through talking about self-care in therapy that I realised what that probably means I say probably because I still you know I have a relationship with self-care where I think it's superfluous oh ding 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 I get 10 points for that in the scrabble round I couldn't spell it for you but I could say it because it just feels like it's too soft for me to have. And I made this piece of work this week, which is about the legacy of poverty. I put it in that as well. It's about you You often think that you don't deserve nice things because I don't come from a culture of softness where softness is afforded to you. And so now as an adult where I can afford some softness, I just have major guilt about it. So of course, class comes into the whole thing as well. Anyway, about other people doing the work. Oh, just, In my 20s, I used to love telling other people about what work they needed to do. (laughs) No one likes that person. I now just think about it in my head, just think, they need therapy. I've turned into that person in therapy that's like, have you considered therapy? (laughs) What's worse, I've also turned into that person that's like, have you considered yoga? (laughs) I'm a pastiche of myself. Hello there, Scotty, and lovely Deb. Um, This is Jamie in Edinburgh. It's really amusing what you said about my voice, of being maybe good for voiceover or whatever. Oh, and because I was Scottish, but not too Scottish, so you could actually understand what I was saying. The thing is, dear boy, I'm very, very English. That's the problem, you see. I've lived here for 12 years in Edinburgh and picked up the er the Edinburgh burr. But originally, I'm a scouser, so I should talk like that, really. <laughs> um, smacky facing, rip your arm off and hit you with a soggy end, etc., etc. But I was brought up properly and uh, very well educated. So I'm unemployed, <laughs> an unemployed actor and voiceover artist. So you kind of picked up on that. In fact, I entered the Carlton Hobbs competition in, God, 2006 and came runner-up. And that's the competition with the BBC Drama Department, BBC Drama Department, which launched Anthony Daniels' career, who was C-3PO. So there we go. And various other folk as well. Did fuck all for me because my life went left of the lights very soon after. And I've kind of been struggling ever since. But I'm building back the acting career now and the voice acting. So here we are, right on the money. 
And I should say a little thing for you, shouldn't I, really? You're listening to After the Tone with Scotty. Leave a WhatsApp voice note on 0788 200 3420 and support us on the Patreon and get backstage access to more knobheads like you. Thank you. And now on Radio Scotty, The Archers, and Shula is in the kitchen fiddling with her arger. <laughs> Excellent work there, Jamie from Edinburgh. Although, Trade Descriptions Act, English Jamie. I'm so disappointed, Jamie, actually. I think you've ruined the illusion or the allure that once was. Because English people aren't sexy. (laughs) I really love that all of my United Island friends who are listening are going, Fuck on ya! (laughs) Although... You do redeem yourself by being a Scouser, not English. Well, that is, well, actually, I would say that somebody who's married to a Scouser who identifies as Scouser, not English. But you were like, oh, I should talk Scouse, but I'm well-educated. Well, let me take a little bit of a moment for you now, dear Jamie, please. You might get more work doing the Scouse. <laughs> career, career advisor, who knew? I tell you what, there's nothing more sexy than a Scouse accent. Well, I mean, there is. There's a North Side one. Actually, I like the boys from Cork because they all sound like Nellies because the wind's in their hair. What other accents are... Oh, I do like a Glasgow accent. Yeah, I do. I can't lie. A more of a Govan accent, if you know what I mean. It doesn't really matter what they sound like. If they've got a tattoo of dedicated to their dead mum on their neck, usually I'd be into it. So, um, anyway, that's by the by. Then you said, oh, I'm an actor and a voiceover. Well, I could have known that, Nelly. Do you know what I mean? There was just something about your intonation there that I thought, Jamie, you're in the business, aren't you, sweetheart? You've got a touch of the Christopher Biggins about you, if you know what I mean, and not in that way. I'm not casting aspersions. But thank you so much for your little trailer there. You're very good. So if anyone wants to offer Jamie from Edinburgh via Scouseland a little gig, well, get in touch with the show and we'll connect you up. And this feels like a very good moment just to have a little commercial break. And as Jamie rightly said, you can join the Backstage crew over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. We are having some really big, deep and meaningful, long-winded ass conversations over there. And I'm really enjoying it. At the moment, we're really talking about identity and finding yourself, finding your people, how you do that, the continuation of that. And by doing that, you also help support Keep the Podcast on Air because, you know takes a lot of fucking time to make this thing. <laughs> and Paddy the Cat, you know what I mean, is at home hungry. So if that hasn't guilt-tripped you into giving us a pound an episode, then I don't know what is. So get over there onto the backstage crew. Remember as well, you've been very lacklustre all of a sudden about talking about us on the internet. Homophobic. Hashtag after the tone P-O-D, pod. Get us on the Twitter visions, on the Instagrams, on the Facebooks. Give us a little mention, a little subscribe, a little like if you listen to a platform that allows it. Because we would love to hear from you in other ways, please. So stop just sitting there and listening. Because, you know, it's an interactive experience. Thank you. Hi, Scotty. It is Kat calling from Glasgow with the 
potential psychic boyfriend and brother from however many episodes ago. I did actually email Take a Break and they've just never got back to me, which is quite frankly rude. <laughs> I mean, how many people are really emailing Take a Break? Well, actually, there's a lot of weirdos out there. Anyway, I just listened to this week's episode and I really related to when you were speaking about the kind of subtlety of your give and take within familial relationships I uh, just totally related to it. I wouldn't say that I'm like a hugely outwardly like OMG family is everything yet there are moments that I absolutely indulge in those relationships and in fact my mum used to call it talkie drops <laughs> I'm not entirely sure why but because there would just be moments when I was a teenager or whatever where and usually at like midnight or whatever where I would just get that notion to be like let's talk about this thing let's get excited about this thing and I think I've still kind of got that we have been family zooming my family's quite spread about and so we've been doing like the world cup of where you have like 32 things and you put them in the hat and then you eventually get down to a final of two so we've done like ice cream flavors drinks takeaways all that jazz and we recently did crisps and I am absolutely fucking fuming that cheese and onion one best crisp flavour. What is that? Like, no offence to anybody that likes cheese and onion, but they are absolutely not the best. I'm just absolutely raging about it. You could well be a cheese and onion lover and this will backfire. So there you go. I won't be talkie dropping for some time with them. Um, Love the podcast. Keep it up. Everyone that calls in is just an absolute legend. Cheers. Bye. There we go. An absolute legitimate phone call there from Scotland. Jamie. (laughs) Jamie's really going to get it now for being English Jamie. And one from Glasgow, no doubt. So there you go. And I'm glad that you took my advice on speaking to take a break. And, you know, if I can pull any strings, just let me know. When you were talking there about having these chat drops or drop chats or whatever you said it really reminds me of when I was a teenager we have a very open relationship in our family with nudity and I think some families find that weird it's not like we're all like running around the house naked but when my mum was in the bath my mum would have the door open I mean we grew up in fucking council flats do you know what I mean so it was hardly like shutting the door gave you any privacy but I remember my mum would like often call me down and I'd sit in the hall and mum would be obviously in the bath and we'd had some of our most intimate conversations that way about how I was feeling emotionally, about my mum's fears for me for the future and also my mum told me she was pregnant with my brother when she was in the bath and what's been really lovely is like my brother also has that relationship with my mum where like him growing up he would sit on the toilet and speak to mum from a very young age and like it's just a space for that really open chat I think so for us that's where those moments of connection or those um reveals I guess come now on to organized fun with the family I couldn't think of anything fucking worse and I too share your dismay at cheese and onion being the world cup top flavor because in your local dialect gopping Fucking gopping, eh? <laughs> See, I could do voiceover work. <laughs> because there's just something about the residual cheese flavour on the finger. Like, it just gets everywhere, doesn't it? It really fucking permeates. And I just think there are other better flavours out there. I'm not going to lie, I know this is still a basic flavour, but I do think a salt and vinegar goes a long way because... <sighs> 
I don't know, I just love what it does to your mouth. Don't know if anyone else has this reaction to salt and vinegar, but it makes my mouth, it's like a skin peel in my mouth. The skin starts to come away because it's so acidic. <laughs> the torture of a salt and vinegar crisp is, I guess, what I like. But, I mean, you can't be a mustardy crisp or a beefy crisp. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Hi, Scotty. Hi, everyone at After The Tone. I'm Amy. I own two vases and a carafe, which should tell you that I'm from Surrey, the county that quite rightly sounds like an apology. And today I thought I'd give you an audible experience, which is the sound of me getting into the local pond when the water temperature is at about three degrees, which for those of you who are not into Celsius, is what is known as really fucking cold. So here we go. Let's hear the splashy of the water, just to prove that I'm doing it. And uh, yeah, here we go. I'm gonna submerge myself. Okay, here we go. Sweet Jesus, okay. Whoa. Whoa. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, oh God. Oh. Thanks everyone, bye! <laughs> oh, last week I asked for some audio experiences. You know, I said let's diversify the calls. You can call, sing, do bits and bobs. And look, Amy has really run with the theme, everybody, and it's putting everybody to shame. So, best call of the week sticker goes to you, please, Amy, particularly for, for your comment. I come from a house with two vases and a carafe. You know what? I love nothing more when people know about themselves. <laughs> you know, like, if you don't have to tell someone about themselves and they already know it, I think we're on even playing fields. Although, at the start of it, on the recording, it sounded like you were horse riding, and I thought, Amy's really going with the theme. <laughs> so thank you very much for taking us on your cold dip. Now, I keep on having friends tell me I should do all this cold stuff because it's good for the mentals, isn't it? So I've got one friend called Sam who can now sit in a shower for four minutes while it's cold. And do you know what? As much as I think, hooray for you, hon, and I'm glad it's sorting out you being a mental case, but I don't know, you know. I don't know. Have you done the cold things? I mean, Amy, let me know if this cold thing is helping the brain or anyone else who decides that water torture is a way forward in life. I'm sort of intrigued, but also at the same time, slightly perturbed. Hi, Scotty. Kara here. What a glorious podcast hug was last week. I beat it from the bottom of my heart. I respect everyone and all the words said and just the support. Do you know what I mean? The solidarity. What a week it's been, eh? What a week it's been. I mean, I suppose you could say yourself last week, you almost had your own um, coup d'etat happen, didn't you? Do you know what I mean? And you survived a coup d'etat. But wow. I mean, the only thing I was shocked about in the whole affair is that they weren't being fucking gunned down. I was just sitting there going, when are they going to start killing people? They're not shooting anyone. Oh my God, they're not shooting anyone. You know what I mean? If that was fucking black people, that would have been a drone strike. But I suppose the best bit of it all for really is, I suppose, you know what I mean? As I always say, it's just drawing this poison out. And you know what I mean? I'm quite nice to know where your racists are and your poison is. You know, it's good to see the cancer. If you can't see where the cancer is, 
Do you know what I mean? It gets drawn up and it's so clear now. If anyone was in fucking doubt, you know, I mean, if anyone was deluded on the lines, there you go. There's your x-ray. There's your massive cancerous growth sitting right there, girl. What do you want to do about it, bitch? You know, so it's, it's a good thing. You know, you got the diagnosis. We've all known it. We all know you got cancer, but you weren't dealing with it. Do you know what I mean? There it is, plain as daylight. Talking of cancer, thank you for the support about Manda. Yes, you know, at the end of the day, I come around to the motions that we all have got to come to at some point. You know, it's a like, yeah, she's a complete fucking dickhead. She's just one of those human beings, one of those women would just want the new bathroom suite every five years. Why do I need the kitchen? Oh, there's a scratch on my fucking dishwasher. You know, it's all that. But, you know what I mean? There before the grace of God go we. She's obviously a very unhappy woman, which I've come to the conclusion with. So back to the compassion. And, you know, she's obviously trying to do the best that she can with the tools that she's got. And they're all a bit fucking retarded tools. Do you know what I mean? Because she hasn't much wanted to fucking look in any other toolbox. But it goes for all of us. We're all doing amazing. We're doing the best that we possibly can with the tools that we got. And truly believe me, stay strong, stay true. And most importantly, stay crazy, lunatically, joyfully, creative, playful you. Big kiss. Oh, it's always lovely to have her in the room, innit? Gorgie there, one of our regulars, the carers. Yeah, I survived my coup. <laughs> she didn't survive hers. At the time of recording, Trump looks like he's going to be impeached, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. Now, yeah, I totally agree, those sentiments of, like, if this was BLM, if this was Black Lives Matter, if this was people holding truth to power in the way that we consider truth to power... It would have been a very different scenario. And what we saw there was an encouraged and a welcomed coup. Bye bye here. What I want to say is when the news broke, was anybody surprised? I think that's the thing that shocked me was like I was watching the rolling news and it being like, oh my God, this thing has happened. And I was like, well, what did you think was going to happen? This radicalism has existed throughout his supporters, with his name, with his printed media all over it, encouraged in really subtle, very sophisticated ways. You know, people say, oh, he's a bumbling mess. Actually, he's very clever in which and, and how he places language because he's very careful not to be litigious, I think. So I think to... Um, discredit him as being a fool is to not truly understand his danger and I don't know if it was just me I you know when the result came in that it was a Biden win like do we think that radicalism was going to go oh okay fine (laughs) do you know what I mean so yeah I wasn't surprised and I wonder if anybody else shares that feeling sometimes I feel so distanced from politics at the moment because it seems so farcical all over the world, that I just feel so far from being able to have an effective political voice because of everything else that's going on in the world. Hi, Dirk. It's uh, Pablo Griff here calling from Vancouver, BC. Hope you find this well. All-time listener, first-time caller. You asked your peeps to call in uh, who had ever seen your show. And so I was going to London and I planned my whole trip around your show. It was the Camp on the Estate show. It was wonderful. 
I sat at the table with a bunch of people I didn't know. I brought them crazy cards to hand out to them. They loved it. And then at one point you gave out some sort of prize draw and I won. And you brought me up on stage and it was totally embarrassing and totally wonderful. You flirted with me. I flirted back. It was amazing. And then I find out you have a boyfriend slash husband who is also super handsome and also amazing artist. Oh, well, I had such a good nice night and I've been uh, an admirer ever since. And I'm living for this show. Also, I will be calling back with an amazing poo story. Draw duck. Oh, lovely Pablo there calling from Vancouver. Oh, you know me. Oh, I'm ever such a floozy for an accent. Now, yeah, I did put that show on on my estate. And isn't that lovely that people would travel so far just to see ya? Me. Talk about myself as a removed person there. Anyway, long-time listener, first-time caller badge goes definitely to you, Pablo. Well done. Thank you very much. Looking forward to hearing your poo story. Now, just to let you know, polyamorous person. So it doesn't mean that you, you can't flirt with me. There's no betrayal there. Oh, no, we're all grown-up people. And if I flirted on stage with you, it means that you're hot. So, you know, got my number now. I mean, we could have a relationship via this podcast. Get to know each other. Any pics? <laughs> what are you into? <laughs> we could have that conversation with... I mean, there's only a few thousand people listening to this. What's a nude between friends, Pablo? <laughs> An audio nude. Now, listen, I'm very interested to hear your poo story. Because as you know, babe, I like a poo story. And I mean, I'm no scat queen, but I just find the hilarity in the fact that most people have shut themselves. <laughs> So, we eagerly wait your call again, Pablo. Thank you very much for calling in from Vancouver. And we hope to see you on a stage again soon. Hello, Scotty. First time caller, long time listener. I was wondering if you had a meal or type of food that is like your ultimate comfort food when your mentals are bad. Because last year... Like, obviously, for a lot of people, my mentals were exceptionally bad. And I became really, really obsessed about having pitta and baked beans. It was like pitta with loads of butter inside, filled with beans, and then a bit of black pepper. And it has literally been my recovery meal. And I now have to have it practically every day. It's keeping me on the straight and narrow. And I was just wondering if you had a dish or a food that you go back to when you're going through a bit of a tough time but also helps you get out of that bad time but yeah sending lots of love bye oh long-term listener first time caller badge to you as well so many of those being given out today so thanks very much you know always appreciative for people taking the plunge because it takes a lot now what a wonderful question and it's a question that i think i want to open up to the rest of the room as well because i think different swings for different people swings from swings from other people do other things Classic me being like, what's the turn of phrase? Can't remember it. What's complicated for me around this is because not only do I have the mentors, but I also have an eating disorder. And I have an eating disorder which is informed about poverty and a lack of food and scarcity and um, trauma to do with food. And I think we've sort of uncovered about some of my relationships with food and Irishness as well. So this will come as no surprise for people. So it's always a weird one when I've got the mentals going because trying to choose food 
on the daily is often quite difficult if I'm in a bad space because choice is really overwhelming for me. So I have two sort of go-tos for when the mentals are flaring up and they sort of allude to how bad I am. (laughs) So one which is just a space of safety with food just because it's familiar and it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to feel like I'm on the crazy ride for it but it just means like, you know, some of those days where you come back from work and you just want to get into bed with the iPad and sort of not talk. Well, what I would have for my tea on days like that would be Marks and Spencers do these things called crisp bakes. Now, it sounds more bougie than it is because it's Marks's. And they come in all different flavours and they're like cheap fish cakes, essentially, with lots of different flavours. So they like do cheese and onion, minced beef, corned beef, the standard things that you could mush up with potato and put a coating on. And they're only £1.70. And you can get a potato salad for pound fifty. So it's like three quid for something that just feels really familiar. And I don't have to think about it. I just know where they're going to be in any Marxes. If I'm in really a bad space, and this is often something that's cooked for me because I can't even bear to do it, it's ravioli on toast. And it's got to be tinned ravioli. And I've had that since I was a kid. It's just a real, like, thing of, like, if I was sick, if I was off school and my mum had to work, or if my mum was at home, my mum would often heat up a tin of ravioli and put it on toast for me. Something I talk about in therapy a lot is how toast often feels like the safest thing for me. So if I go into a restaurant, like, you know, if you go in for, like, breakfast or brunch or whatever, and there is, like, so many different choices or things that you can have or I'm just not in the right headspace I'll often go for the toast option because I just know what toast is and what it does and I know that I'm going to be fine with it and there's something about the texture of toast which just makes me feel happy so yeah toast I guess as an overarching umbrella safety food but there you go there's my very complicated relationship with food but what a brilliant place to ask other people in the pub what their go-to comfort foods are and when I say the word comfort food I mean that in a recovery sense of the word it's not like oh a fish pie that mummy used to make I mean as in the space that feels safe so tell us what your safe food is Tell us, like, what your go-tos are for when the flaring up of the crazies. I love a bit of pita. Do you know what? I want that really well done, though. And well done for having beans with it. I think pita is a vessel that is very underused in society. And so I applaud you for your work with the pita community. Now, uh, (laughs) let's open this out to the room. If that sounds like something that you want to jump in on the conversation with, or if anything else sounds like... Oh, I've got a thing about that. I want to say a thing about that. Listen, loads of first-time callers this week. You can do it. Open up the WhatsApp. Send us a voice note to this number. 0788 I've had a wonderful time this week. Look at that. Actually, you know, I asked for joy and joy came. So thank you very much for that. 
Oh, loads of first-time calls. I'm really enjoying the first-time callers jumping in. So thanks so much. I just want to mark that as a moment of appreciation. As ever, if you want to continue the conversation, join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. And remember joining the conversation as well. Hashtag after the tone P-O-D. I will bid you farewell for another week. I hope you look after yourself. And if the mentals are flaring up, remember get yourself some toast on, get some pitter on and mind yourself. See you next week. After the tone, after the tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, with shout outs this week to Liv Morris, Lorraine Bowen, JJ Cranston, and Podcast.co. It's a Debbie Productions production. 